0: Start those tires up. Right, boss,
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. I am Randy Miller, Tom Baker, sitting over in the Silman seat, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but first, as we have done in the last couple of weeks, go straight to our Strutmasters.com hotline and talk to uh Tom, this is going be this is gonna sound a little bit uh biased and partial, but my favorite driver in the in the in the cup series garage area
2: I think that's an excellent choice it's an excellent choice He's yeah, actually a good a favorite friend driver. of it's a great choice yes
1: he's actually a good friend of the shows too and a good friend of all of ours uh right. driver of the wood right. brothers number twenty one Matt De Benedetto joins us this morning Good morning Matt thank you so much for taking some time out to join us this morning
0: yeah, absolutely thanks for having me on and i uh and I appreciate that that choice that means a lot we we, we like that choice.
1: Well, you know how I feel about you. You've always been a friend of the show. You've, you've been great to uh, to the show for the last several years, so we, we thank you so much for that. But So this morning, I, I drug out my, my Hot Wheels, and I sat here, and, and I tried to figure out how you went from 18th to 3rd um, at Kentucky, and I can't figure it out even with my Hot Wheels. So maybe you can help me out and figure out how the heck you got from 18th to 3rd, <laughs> and those will find a couple of laps at Kentucky on Sunday.
0: I don't know. I'm actually still trying to figure out the same thing myself. So I don't know if there's a good answer. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I think it might've been out of anger possibly. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, so we had such a fast car. It was, oh my gosh, all day long. It had tremendous speed. Um uh, so that just, you know, makes my job a lot easier when you unload with no practice, no nothing. And all we did was just make some tiny air pressure adjustments all day. So, I mean, that's how good the car was. Um, but, yeah, we caught a caution at the perfectly wrong time, and it trapped us way back in all the mess, and, and I was so mad after, you know, because the team deserved such a good finish after, you know, that, and that was a big race for us, having Menards and Quaker State on the car, and that was Quaker State 400, so it was a lot, you know, we uh, just wanted to finish out a good run that we'd had all day. Um, and, yeah, when we restarted 18th, uh, man, I was mad and kind of on a mission, and, uh, put it three and four wide around the top side, and somehow uh, was just, I mean, I was just mad, so I didn't even know how many people we were driving by, <laughs> I'm just going around them on the outside, and the next thing I know, uh, you know, the last caution comes out, and uh, he's like, all right, P8, and I'm like, holy cow, how did we pass so many cars? <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, the last restart, we picked off the rest uh there and got a third. That was cool.
1: You followed the right person around the racetrack. I mean, you were, you were behind Cole Custer and he ended up winning the race. I, I think you picked the right one to follow uh, to the front, so that, that at least you had that good night uh, going for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, on that last restart, um, he kind of made the move that I wanted to make and he jumped up to the top side and so he was right in front of me and I just kind of locked onto his bumper and knew that would be the, uh, the best way for us to try and make up some more ground and get an even better finish than you know, we were already in the top 10, but, uh, so I just locked onto his bumper and that's a fellow Ford. So, uh, gave him a big push. And then, uh, yeah, it ended up working out for the both of us. It was cool for him to get his first win. And, uh, obviously, you know, I, if we keep running the way we are and having that kind of speed where we're just up front all day, um, in each of these races, you know, hopefully it'll, uh, work out for us here too. But the main thing is just focusing on, you know, being there and being in position. Hopefully it works out.
2: I was going to say that had to be a real confidence boost to you and the team. And it isn't as though you haven't had speed, Matt. But, you know, sometimes there's a big difference between the performance and the result, right? Because you can't always control all the factors that go into a result. But um, that run had to be a huge boost to your confidence, your team's confidence, um, and and really give you a shot of energy going forward here. Uh, Because I feel like there's some tracks coming up where you could be very, very uh, good, and and have an excellent chance to win a race, and I I predicted at the beginning of the year, and I think most of us did on these shows, that um, you were going to win your way into the playoffs, and I'm still holding to that. I believe there's a win coming for you. Uh, what did last weekend do for that, that energy and that confidence?
0: Yeah, man, it, it's even more than that. I'd say the last, uh, oh gosh, all the way through Pocono, the last few races, you know, both Poconos, uh, Indy and here we've had fast cars at all of them and been up front of all of them uh, in the last eight stages of these races. We've gotten stage points, um, so all of that combined just shows the strength of our team and how we've been working together well. And the, I mean, just how fast our cars are—we're up front, you know, all day. Uh, so that's that's just super encouraging for all of us uh, moving forward. Knowing, like, man, we're consistently up front now uh, yeah. you know, from start to finish of these things. So we keep doing that you know i i try not to focus too much on uh winning uh, you know it's i think it's easy to get consumed in that i think yeah, i just focus and have learned to shift my focus to running good and being consistent and being consistently up front because that's when it can play out sure you know and yeah. hopefully have the right circumstances like you saw this past week in and things like that. If you're up front, they, that's when you put yourself in position to have
1: good things happen. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. And I can tell from your voice that you're you're excited about uh, where things are going and where things were this past weekend. And then tomorrow night, you guys are going to Bristol, your favorite racetrack to try to win a million dollars. You've got four chances to make it in on the open race, and then, of course, the fan vote. Uh, so I know you're looking forward to it, your favorite track, and a chance to win a million dollars for yourself and for the Wood Brothers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, no, I'm excited about that. It's cool that it's at Bristol. So that's a neat, uh, neat little change there. So, um, yeah, we've got our work cut out though. I mean, it's not going to be an easy one to make. Uh, we're starting 10th and track position was real important at the last Bristol race. Um uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a fast car, but, uh, there's also a lot of really good cars in that race. You know, I think like the 10, the 14, and you know, there's a bunch of guys that are, uh, that are really good and real fast too. So we're going to have to work our way up there and, you know, and uh, hopefully put ourselves in position to be able to snag one of those stages. So it's uh, it's going to be, you know, it'd just be a real big deal. Uh, it'd be really neat to make, you know, my first all-star race with our, our team.
1: Well, I did my part. I voted every day since the voting opened. so I've done my part <laughs> to get you into the all star so and I've well, I
0: appreciate that I, I, we need it <laughs> i've
1: I've been uh, advocating for you on on social media on both Facebook pages uh, and uh, uh, Twitter pages for for the show and and for myself to vote for you. So if you don't make it in, it's not because of me.
0: No. <laughs> that's right. Well, right. I really did my good. part. We need all the help we can. I did all
1: I
2: could.
0: Uh, yeah, so. It's been good. There've been a lot of people voting, so we appreciate what, that. What Randy's that saying, a big
2: deal. what Randy's saying, Matt is he he wants a T-shirt. He he, he wants he wants like an autograph or a T-shirt <laughs> or a hat. He's 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 basically uh, trying to hint for swag no, here. No, I would
1: I would never do that. Yeah, Matt, Matt, is, right. Matt is a good friend of mine. I would never I would never do that. But I mean, if you want to send me one, I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs>
2: But, no, he's, exactly.
1: He's, he's, he's gonna, I'm, we're going to get him to come into the studio once all this COVID stuff is over. We need with, cause, to. Um, I feel like he needs to come and hang out with all of us. Absolutely. This, so. Uh, so going back to the All-Star Race tomorrow night, you guys are doing some, some new, some cool things, I guess. Uh, the numbers on the back of the car instead of on the side of the car. You've, you're going to have underglow lights. So you're going to look like a Fast and Furious car. Uh, and I believe you're a Ford, so you're going to have a blue one underneath your car. So some really cool things to look forward to. Um, but Tom and I both agree that we think the bristol the, the driver introduction should be the old fashioned way that you guys used to do um you know with bristol uh, during the normal course of the year when you guys get to pick your own theme music and come out like wrestlers and stuff like that. we think that'd be really <laughs> cool if you guys could do that
0: yeah man that's gonna be uh that's gonna be interesting be a little <laughs> bit of a change having the uh, uh the underglow lights on the all star cars that it's gonna be it's going to be funny, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting event. Seeing the car is a little bit different with the numbers uh, toward the back, and and um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be uh, well, it'll be cool. We're going to have some fans there. I mean, it's just all that stuff that we miss, all the little things that you uh, you know you learn through these times to appreciate even more so.
2: Yeah. If, you, if you could pick uh, a, a song, if they were to do driver introductions that way and you use the theme music, what song would you pick?
0: Um. Man, I don't know because uh, last year I feel like uh, I made the best pick ever with the Rocky, um, the Rocky thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, coming up to that, so that was a cool one. Um, but man, I, I, uh, I don't know. I'd have to think on that one for this year because I really set the bar kind of high last year.
1: Well, I mean I am sure you still have your, your uh your Iraqi robe and boxing gloves in your in your uh house somewhere in your garage area. You still have the suit, uh and your, you know, uh from when you were I racing. So, I mean you've got plenty of options for a wardrobe to wear out to the uh front stretch, so you just have to figure exactly. out what song would go we, with the wardrobe you're going to
2: pick. We just need to make sure he wears a wardrobe. We saw some pictures it's from back true. of the iRacing. Yeah. Pictures and, don't lie, Matt. Yeah. Pictures do not lie. Um, yeah, we need to make sure he wears a wardrobe. How about the Ultimate Warriors theme?
1: There you go. That's a but, good idea. See?
2: It's it's really, you know, there's a lot of energy there. You know, yeah. deep guitar, bass line. I mean, um, just come flying out, <laughs> running at about 90 miles an hour, straight <laughs> to the car. I can
1: see that, you too, know. which is funny. Yeah. Which is funny. We're just trying to help you out, Matt. We're trying to do whatever we can to help you ease your mind, so all you have to worry about is going to Bristol and winning a million bucks. That's all we care about.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I like that plan. All
1: right. Uh, (laughs) Matt, best of luck, my friend. I I know, Matt, uh, Tom and I both feel that you're going to get a win this season, and even if you don't win, we feel like, I mean, you're 12th in points right now, so you're firmly in the playoffs. Um, So I know you're going to do great things. You always do. And uh, best of luck, my friend. And you know you're welcome to come on our show anytime you want.
0: Absolutely, man! Thanks for having
1: me. No problem. Go win that million dollars tomorrow night.
0: That sounds good.
1: All right, Matt Matt Benedetto, everyone, uh, such a great guy. I I I love him to death. He's one of my we good can tell. Friends, so. I mean, he's just he's a good friend. I mean, <laughs> no, I well, but I mean, no. In all seriousness, no, for for those who haven't really followed the inside Pass for you know it's since its inception, Matt was probably the well, he was the very first NASCAR driver to ever agree to come on our show, and it's just kind of been like a. Kind of like a camaraderie, I guess, the whole time because he actually ended up doing racing with us and, you know, did some stuff for the show to help us, right. you know, get going. So uh, there's a special place for people like that that are always humble. And, well, you know, and
2: for those who think that all of us media are supposed to be not biased, it's it's impossible. It's impossible. There's I always mean,
1: people that come across in your in your life that you just you, you hang on to and want to, you know, that's help the beautiful way, thing so.
2: about this sport. Yep. It, it becomes family. It becomes like a big fraternity. And mm-hmm. and it's something you don't see in the other sports because you have access to these guys that, you know, the drivers and the teams and whatever in this sport, you have access to them even at your local track yeah. level. When you yeah. don't you, even at your local baseball game level, you can't go into the locker room and chill out and, you know, mm-hmm. um, have dinner with the players. You know, right. you just exactly. can't do that. So um it's 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 just always interesting and yeah i mean i've known matt since he was 15 when he first came over from california running the uara series late models and boy he and him and his family are just great people you know so yeah yeah, he i'm thrilled to, to that run i was as happy for matt as I was happy for Cole. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, on, yeah. on Sunday, because I, I really, both of those drivers and both of those teams needed that. Yep, yeah, yeah, That's for sure. It, it was
1: a busy weekend in all of the it world was. of motorsports. I mean, we talked about Cole Custer getting his first career win and a wild finish in the NASCAR race, which continues to prove that NASCAR is batting 1,000 in terms of great races because Kentucky was just great. Yep. Uh, all the way around. And even, I mean, all of the races all weekend long. Um, was great. We had uh, uh, Austin Cindrick win uh, last weekend at Indy. Um, and then um, the, didn't he sweep um, both that? races? Cindrick. He won both yeah, races. He won at, both. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. It, here's, was saying, didn't he win both
2: races? Here's the Jacob Seelman stat of the weekend. You ready? Okay. Yes. If your last name did not start with the letter C, you did not win a darn thing at Kentucky. Austin Sindrick with a C won both Xfinity very, races. Very true. Sheldon Creed with a C won the truck race, and Cole Custer two Cs for a double letter, double word score. If you're scrabbling, um, ended up winning the, uh, the 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 cup race. So if, if if your name did not start with a C, you did not win anything oh. at uh, Kentucky in in the NASCAR National Series.
1: Only Jacob Selma could come up with a stat like well, that. Well, he didn't. I did. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, well, I just said. Oh, this you is, mean uh, I, you, a, I? I went a Jacob esque Yes, Jacob seaman
2: esque uh, yes, No, I I came up with that one. Good uh, good job. Thank you. That's
1: that's way too much time on your hands. <laughs> um, <and> F1, <laughs> in, in the F one world, uh, Lewis Hamilton right. uh, continued his winning ways as he, uh, he went back to victory lane again. And then in IndyCar, we almost had a Dixon four Pete, but. Uh, Felix Rosenquist uh, ruined that for him. So now he's three for four.
2: Man, I'll tell you what, that that indie car race, um, you know, these these car it's the road road course racing at the indie car level isn't always about side by side passing yeah. and excitement. Sometimes about strategy. In this case, you ended up with a lot of youth at mm-hmm. the front of the field. With Scott Dixon mixed in. Exactly. It's like... He's
1: older than all of the kids combined, I
2: think. You know, you're going to have a... It's like you're going to have a Catholic service and you got four priests that have just been um, made priests, you know, 20 minutes ago, Mm -hmm. um, and the Pope. And they're all going (laughs) to split doing the service, right? Um, Right. And, you know, but these guys, these young drivers, Pottle Awards should have won that race. And I firmly believe if it weren't for Connor Daly... Um, he probably would have, but that's all a part of it. You can't blame Connor because Connor's running his own race and doing what he's got to do. But <clears throat> I think it was uh, having to deal with Connor Daly that really uh, yeah. messed up Pato's last you know few laps there. Um, and but Rosenquist was just hot. I mean, yeah. he was flying. Um, but we, I think, what what we learned from that race is that we have a crop of young hungry, aggressive, marketable, energetic drivers in the IndyCar series that are going to be there for years to come. And there is no shortage of uh, reasons for fans to pay attention to the IndyCar series at this point with drivers like that. Rosenquist has had a couple of shots before to win. Just hasn't happened for him. He got it done the other day. Pato's going to win a bunch before he's done. I mean, that was... You know, it was a it was yep. a good race. Yep. It was a very good race.
1: Uh, I think they also proved that having double headers, even on the IndyCar side of things, which they've done before. But of I course. mean, you know, it's yeah. it works in all of motorsports if you just do it correctly. Uh, and I think that's what's going to help, you know, with scheduling in the future is knowing that okay, we can go to the same track and run two races in a row back yeah. to back on consecutive days, get more races into the schedule, but still not make the schedule longer because I think that's what basically the concern is is that nobody wants to run. You know, 50 weeks out of the year, they want to run their same 36, yep. you know, 38 weeks or whatever, and still be able to have some time off. But having double headers uh, as well. NHRA also uh, started their season uh, this past weekend. Uh, no John Force racing in the field no. for various reasons, but uh, Steve Torrance and Matt Hagen you know like uh, went Did to victory lane do. and they they do what they always do <laughs> well which is win so yeah. um i watched a little of the nhra stuff um, and yeah. and it was it was good Me too. i mean it was you know it was nice to see the nhra guys back uh, oh, yeah. back going again so Me uh, we mentioned with uh, matt tomorrow night the all star race uh, at bristol for the very first time uh, they're trying different things uh, you know i mentioned matt mentioned the, the numbers on the back of the or the i guess the back quarter panel of the doors um, to allow more sponsor room, it actually just makes the graphics. You know, some of the sponsor logos and stuff look a little bit better because they have more room to make them wider and bigger. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, the biggest, I guess, controversial topic is the the uh, glow sticks or glow bars or whatever you want to call them. That's uh, going the underglow is what they call them. Yeah. Uh, that's going underneath the race cars to to make them, I guess, stand out a little bit more. Jacob told us on Thursday that they're they're done by brand. So, Manufacturing. Ford, yeah, yeah. Ford's going to be blue. Yeah. Chevy is amber. Toyota is Red, Um, I don't think it makes a difference. I actually think it'll look cool at Bristol, but you know, I'm an optimistic person who just wants to see us try new things. Why not? What's the what's the harm in trying something? You
2: know, I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm open to to seeing what it looks like. I have the feeling it's just going to look silly when you get you know x number of. I'm want them to fall out and get run over on the Um, racetrack, but but, (laughs) yeah. Um, but I, but I don't. I'm open to the idea of uh, of having him. But I'm really excited about the race being at Bristol. That this should be a short track throwdown. You know, you should have to fight for a million dollars. And right. I felt I feel like at Charlotte in this day and age with the cars that mm-hmm. we have, the package we have, there's just no fight anymore.
1: Right. It's not the old, you know, all-star million that it used to be back in the day. Yeah. when they were fighting but to Rusty to Wallace,
2: Spondero out, or, you know, um, Davey and Kyle crashed yeah. coming to the line or, you know, whatever yeah. have you passed the, the repass in the grass or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, it's, you, it just isn't the same anymore. And I think Bristol, is going to be a much better venue. And if we can kind of get all of this COVID out of the way and get back to normal, I think you go to Bristol and, and you have a full grandstand of fans. The noise will be incredible. You hype it up, you do it right. And the drivers understand we're shooting for a million bucks, but we got to put on a show. Um, I think you're going to see that. I, I think, I think this is sort of a preview of what the new series that Tony Stewart and Ravenham are starting could actually be for six weeks, six Saturdays next year Mm -hmm. as an IROC type, you know, series.
1: Yeah. So what uh, Tom was talking about, Tony Stewart uh, made an announcement yesterday that he, along with Ray Everham um, and the old CEO of NASCAR, I can't think of his uh, his name off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah, Uh, they created a brand new series that they're going to debut in 2021 called the SRX. It's Superstar Racing Experience. Um, which basically is is essentially iROC, um, but it's going to be a whole another different take on the iROC series because they're not actually going to run the NASCAR tracks. They're actually going to come up with different uh, different tracks that they're going to run at. I- I've tracks. seen. Uh, some of the races on the schedule are going to be Eldora, Knoxville. They're well, those about are the, the ones network. they want. They haven't completed. Well, I, there actually it. is a. Somewhere I saw this morning, there was actually a, a list of the tracks that have been confirmed. Oh, but, okay. Um, they're doing. Uh, I'd have to. I'd have well, to I know Five Flags was
2: on the wish five list. Five Flags is on there. Um, New Smyrna was New on Smyrna, there. New uh, Smyrna. Of course, uh, Eldora, Knoxville, two dirt mm-hmm. tracks. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. were there were I think six tracks that were on the wish list. Now, yeah. whether all of them have been confirmed, that that's yeah. a different matter. Yeah. I didn't see that, but yeah. um, it, it's going to be a real interesting mix, and it's going to it's all geared toward making cars that are not aero-dependent, that really require driving. and And the idea is to go out and make and and they're going to actually when the drivers get to the track, they're going to draw for their car and draw for their crew chief. Yeah. You aren't even going to know who your crew chief is yeah. till you get to the track. And the idea is is they would like for some guys, Tony's going to do it. They would like for, you know, the Jeff Gordons and some of the other guys, Johnson even, um, and, and other guys, and then some up-and-comers. They would like for those guys to, because they, you know, you're not running the big speeds and they're not long-distance mm-hmm. races. They're going to run, it's all going to fit in the two-hour window on CBS on Saturday night. So it's basically like two, um, I think it's a 90-minute race with a halfway break, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, and And that's it. Um, that it's simple as that. So um, people are saying, well, you know, maybe this will replace NASCAR. It's not gonna, it's not designed to replace. Calm NASCAR. down, everyone. Calm not down. trying to rival NASCAR. It's Tony a, already it's, said he's like, this is not I rock.
1: This is not a, <laughs> you know, a new NASCAR series. Right. This is just something to, you know, Tony was the last IROC winner. Uh, and so, you know, he's always had a special place in his heart for the IROC yeah. series because he was the last person to ever win the IROC championship. Uh, and so he wanted to do something to kind of you know put that mentality back into a series. And so I mean, if anybody's going to do it, I mean Tony Stewart would be the person yeah. to do it and get it done. Um, but I think you know looking at the series, it, it you know being based around short tracks and doing dirt and asphalt and the different disciplines. Yep. We talked about that on on Thursday. You know, with with him adding the Daytona Road Course into the mix now and, and all this uncertainty about the the playoffs and how you know Trucks needs to do a dirt race you know in the playoffs or everything. I I feel like. Um, that's what makes ARCA such a unique championship is because ARCA series runs road courses, super speedways, short tracks, intermediate tracks, dirt tracks, all during the course of the sure. year. So when you win that championship, you've literally earned the right to say, I am a champion. I have mastered every single type of track there is in motorsports. And I feel like NASCAR needs to do the same thing with their schedule. Is just kind of not necessarily do dirt, but just kind of combine all the different disciplines into the playoffs to say when you get to Phoenix or whatever the last race of the season is going to be, you, say, you can say you've earned this right because you have mastered every type of track that NASCAR runs.
2: Yeah, I agree. So it, it'll be an interesting series, and like I said, the folks at CBS signed on real quick. And if if you're if you're in our audience and you're listening or watching this, and you're going, "Well, what is IROC?" Just go to YouTube. There's videos all all over the place. International Race of Champions. Back in the day, they used to get two or three Formula One guys, two or three IndyCar mm. guys, two or three NASCAR yeah. guys, and 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 a couple of road course like IMSA guys and put them together and they would run a series and run different tracks.
1: It would be four um, tracks, four tracks, four NASCAR tracks. It was usually Daytona, Talladega, and you know whatever other two tracks. Yeah, they and they run.
2: would run a couple of road courses Michigan, and I think, is yeah. one of them. So this is this is the same idea in a modern take done with short tracks. Yeah. So to me, this is and I've been saying on the on these shows for months it's time to bring IROC back. Well, it's funny that they, they're they doing it not exactly the way I envisioned it, but this could be a, it's a short track IROC using big name drivers, but they are talking about the only, the only thing I think is interesting is they're only starting 12 cars at a time. So we'll have to see how all that plays out because I don't know how you get you know, like, how do you pick just 12 guys? Right? Are you going to do the same guys every week, or how's that going to work? So it'll be interesting to see yeah. how all that looks That's unfolds.
1: true. Uh, so next week on the show, we were going to have uh, Jay Garza, uh, who is writing the autobiography, or I guess wrote the autobiography for John Andretti called Racer. Mm-hmm. Um, but because our show's only been 30 minutes uh, for the rest of j- uh, July, we're actually moving him to the Thursday show. So he'll be on next Thursday on Motorsports Sports Madness. Madness. Um, a week from Thursday. A week from Thursday. Yeah. We won't have a guest the next week. We'll just talk about uh, the All-Star Race and you know, what's going on. Texas is coming up this week as well with fans in the stands, by the way. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a kind of like a recap, and then Nick DeGroot will join us in two weeks. Yep. and So we'll uh, see what happens after that. So um, Thursday on uh, – who do we – do we have anybody? Yeah, we have
2: uh, – We have a full house on Thursday. Uh, we have Joe Valento and Bryce Bizanson from the Midwest, and then we also uh, have uh, – Kelly Byers, right? Kelly Byers. Yeah, there you yes. go. All right. So we'll see you guys Thursday on
1: Motorsports Madness. Have a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we <laughs> – Whatever.